Exchange Radio Show here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. I'm very calm today because I had a nice long nap this morning and I feel so energized. I really don't. Um, I eat, I have not eaten in two days. I'm on a short fast and a detox and I feel like I have no more inside. I feel like I've expelled them all. Um, I know that's TMI, but um, um, I'm just starting a clean way of living. Um, I have to say goodbye to some of my favorite foods. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Um, My heart is aching right now because I don't think I'll ever be able to enjoy I don't even want to say it, but like a real beef burger um, or fried chicken. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm definitely going to have to insert some cheat days at some point or randomly throughout the calendar year because I live right up the street from Popeye's. Um, I often have to go buy the Popeyes. Um, I don't really care about anybody else's chicken. Um, maybe my mother's chicken, but definitely um, Popeyes. Um, so I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to get it together. Um, yeah. So just pray for me. Um, <laughs> first of all, Joanne. I don't want to hear your mouth, Miss Joanne, but your body is going to be so happy with you. No, it's not. No, it's not. Joanne, Miss J. Nicole, shout out to her. She does a line of loose tea. Oh, Matt, we could talk. <laughs> we going to talk to Becca about that detox tea. Um, uh, if you have not heard of it, Miss Herbal Diva. You can stop by the Vast Top Blue Studio and pick up your own uh, detox tea. We have nine teas all together. There's some more coming out. Um, and there's some other, another line of uh, herbal um, natural products coming out from the Herbal Diva that we'll be ca- uh, carrying exclusively uh, at the Vast Top Blue Studio. So come on out. But without further ado, we're going to start the show today with one of my favorite divas, the big-eyed bandit herself, Miss Mecca. Uh, so we're going to welcome Miss Mecca on. And then later on in the show, I have a special guest all the way from the Bronx. Wait a minute. Oh, I, I messed up. Brooklyn. Uh, Mr. Issa, he's on his way now. But... Right now we have Miss Mecca. How you doing, Mecca? Hi, 
I'm hey. doing good. Yo, Nate, you just like renamed me. The Big Eye Bandit. I'm just saying. The Big Eye Bandit. I got to go with that. I love that. That's my new name. That's your little pseudo. Don't tell that's my little. That's my little pseudo. Hi. When I see the Big Eye Bandit written somewhere, I know who did it. I know who did it. I need to trademark that. I'm going to have to trademark that. It's yours. It's yours. Because she has these big old pretty eyes. Oh, and, uh, I just get teased for my eyes. I did. If you didn't know, I need you all to go to BigSposedRadio.com. We have a new blog series coming up from various writers and creatives and individuals that like to write uh, and report on new stories, new openings, restaurants, so on and so forth. I still yet have to do mine, but I know I'm busy. I'm sorry. It's been, busy. It's been a long week. Two weeks, three weeks, maybe. So cool, good day. But uh, we have Mecca here today because Mecca is one of the contributor contributing uh, reviewers, bloggers on our site, and she wrote a story about um, Tabitha Brown and Wendy Williams that we're going to talk about in just a few seconds. But I want to say first, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I can't complain. New beginnings. beginnings. I've been closing a lot of chapters in my life this month and open new ones. Ooh, okay. Read and experience, and I'm loving it. Sounds like someone's single and ready to mingle. Not just that. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Not just yet. Uh, But single. Um, giving myself some time. You know Uh what I mean. Okay. Um, it doesn't mean you can't look or be looked at. I look. I look. Okay. I wink. I say, hey. Hey, how you doing? Hey, nice to look. Hi. Um, um, I, also, I also left an industry of 11 years oh. in property management. Ooh, wow. Um, I'm doing something temporary until uh, I get a certification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's just a huge stress reliever to just walk away. Um, I've gained a lot of knowledge from that industry. Right. And I'm moving forward. Hell, I even left T-Mobile. Like, everything's getting less this month. I just don't like T-Mobile. But I didn't want to do all that switching and all that and buying a new... I didn't want to do it. I just... Yeah. And I'm with Sprint. Well, formerly known as Sprint. Aren't they with T-Mobile? Yeah, they are. They took one company now, and it's so dumb. Like, you're smart. Yeah. You go down to T-Mobile. Like, it's so dumb. Uh, wait a minute. I'm just saying. You go down to Sprint, T-Mobile, then Sprint. Sprint's not that great. Sprint, I've had Sprint since I was 16, my very first phone. So I've had Sprint, too. It's I'm not great. The, like the service cuts off. But I did go not to try, you know, I don't get no check for the p- company I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But for my people that's trying to get cheaper bills, actually went to Xfinity Mobile. And because they actually... That's my whole thing. Can you travel with it? Yes, because they actually use Verizon Network. Okay, okay. Because, so in other words, so... The reason why I even went to Xfinity Mobile, because I knew the rep at my job, and he was telling me that I can get two, I got two phones free, and if I add a third line, I just had to pay 
for the third phone. Okay. And my whole bill for three lines is $115 a month. I can't beat that. Unlimited. Yeah. And they actually sold their towers to Verizon years ago with a stipulation. We'll sell it to you if when in the future we decide to have a mobile um, company again. Right. You know what I mean? We can come back and use our towers. So I got Verizon. Right. I may have to do that. Let me know. I got a, I got a rep for you. Keep your number. I got to keep my me and my son got to keep our numbers. And um, they was giving out a twenty twenty iPhone SE for free. So I was like, I'll take it. It's an iPhone. I'll take it. Chad. Well, that's how that's how big our bandit phone now. I hear that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I hear you. Uh, but um, so you we I talked briefly about these teas. Um, and you, (laughs) you messaged me shortly after getting your detoxy. Can you tell me how it felt? Um, you know, it was a gentle reminder. It wasn't murder. It wasn't murder. It wasn't like I was at my desk typing and then I was like bustling, throwing papers to the side, running to Mm -hmm. the, uh, Mm -hmm. to the, you know the busiest seat in the house. Um, (laughs) it just was like, Mm -hmm. Um, it just seemed to be like, you know, just a little gentle, like, hey, girl, I'm coming through soon. (laughs) The reason why, and the funny thing about it is before I even came to your studio to purchase Mm -hmm. some beautiful earrings, I don't have some on, I should have put my my earrings on, but some beautiful earrings, I was researching liver cleanse. Okay. one of the main um, herbs in the liver cleanse is milk thistle. Mm-hmm. Homegirl got it at her teas. Yeah, yeah. She does these blended loose teas. So it's a lot of, it's burnout. Yes. If you have any, like I was having I was, issues, so it helped with that. But it yes. makes you regular. Makes you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And baby. And I still use them. Um Recommended do is to three times a day. So far, I'm just at two. Don't I, I, I tried three. And, and as as Jada Cole says, if you like violence, then, then if you, you like violence, do three. I don't like violence. <laughs> I don't like violence. I'm I'm baby stepping <laughs> through this, but I'm I'm changing over some things, and I'm. I'm eating for my age and my health. And not that I'm as old as Marnie is, but I'm just preserving. I want to preserve something <laughs> and conserve some energy and such. But it's definitely, um, so definitely come on by. Um, everybody yeah. who has taken the teas is definitely, that we have things for circulation, things for if you have sinus issues. Um, so come on by Best Stop Blue Studio, seventeen thirty four Maryland Avenue. I'm here now, Monday through Sunday, um, uh, because I uh, I was pushed to take take my leap as well. So come on by. We got some special things for you, some trinkets, some jewelry. Uh, we're yep. now we're now carrying uh, Mama Ama's African Diaspora Collection, um, a collection of African clothing from Gambia. Uh, I just said some told somebody I needed some of that. Yeah, some African guard. And we go get it done. But today we have Mecca here. 
because Mecca wrote a rebuttal article uh, uh, about the Wendy Williams and Tabitha Brown. If we go play the video shortly, but long story short, Wendy is just just play the video. Play the video, Marnie. Like she need a man. She need to stop coming from a place of hurt. But she can't help it. Hospice. Okay, I don't know this woman because I don't follow social media like that regarding influencers and what all goes on, I, you know. Uh, but there's this woman, her name is Tabitha Brown. Oh, you know her? Clap if you know her. Okay, good, 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 good. I don't know her. Well, she's an influencer and she's saying that she's retiring her husband. He's been a police officer for 15 years and he wants to live out his dreams. Take a look. I have said to him, babe, it's time. It's time. It's time for him to dream again. It's time for him to uh, think like a child and think, ooh, when I grow up, what do I want to be? And it's something else. It's time for a new journey, a new chance at life, right? And God has blessed us. He has blessed me that I can retire my husband. Nope. I was married to one of those. You know, I make the money and so on and so forth. Go live your dreams, buy a business, you know, stay with me, but go, go, go. You see how that turned out. I predict that this marriage is going to be on real rocky ground in a moment. Live your dream. Then they invest in stuff and they lose the money. And then they invest in something else and the money gets swindled or stolen. Then they invest again. Then he comes home and throws his bag down. And he's like, and she's like, what? What? And he's like, I can't do this. And this is your fault. You know, you're over here making all your money and stuff. You had me quit my job. And I can't find my live like a child. I No, but you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, no, uh -huh. no, you work. Uh, being a cop was a big part of his identity. Uh, he liked it, but um, she came to him and said that. I clap if you understand what I'm saying. Hospice, damn. Okay, I don't know this woman because I don't follow social oh, media it, like it, that it, regarding influence. Uh, but, and we're about to show the rebuttal video, but this rebuttal was um, Tabitha Brown with a smile on her face, only like a Southern Baptist woman could, so Gentile, so Phaedra Parks-like, but here's the rebuttal. Amazon in my office, and then my phone started going off, like praising people. It's like, girl, you're Wendy Williams. Um, first of all, Wendy Williams, honey, God bless you. God bless God you. God bless you. Okay. Um, and so people sent me a little clip, and I said, oh my God, the pain this woman must be in. Wendy, mm. the pain you must be in to feel this way, and I'm so sorry. But listen, let me tell you this. Um, 23 years I've been with my husband. 
yes, uh, broke for a very long time together, struggled for a very long time together, succeeded for the last couple of years together, right? Uh, my husband took a job in agreement with me. He took a job 15 years ago to help support my dream. And I know you may not know what that looks like mm. in a genuine uh, place, right? Um, but this was an agreement that my husband and I had. And I told him 15 years ago, oh, babe, in five years, I'll be able to take you out of there so then you can pursue one of your dreams that you love. Right now, I was his dog in the fight, okay? And he believed in me. And we did it together for the last 15 mm -hmm. years. I did every year with him at LAPD and he did every year with me with rejection and no's in this entertainment industry, right? However, God has blessed me. He has allowed me to manifest. I've been praying on this for a very long time and it has now come to pass. That is the power of God. It's also the power of allowing God to be first in your marriage, okay? Mm. Um, and that is how it remains successful. We keep him first. He is first in our marriage. Not money, not business, not success, but God. He's first, okay? Hello there. Y'all all right? Very good, honey. I was up doing a little work here. So that was uh, Tabitha Brown's reaction. Yes. So, so Mecca wrote an article. So I'm going to also let Mecca know... Uh, let Mecca introduce her perspective for her article. That's on BeExposedRadio.com. So the article I wrote was, would you allow your husband slash mate to retire if you were in that position? Mm. My opinion about this whole situation is apples and oranges. Mm -hmm. Apples and oranges. Wendy is coming from a place of hurt, mm. whereas though Tabitha is coming from a place of love. Mm -hmm. And she probably has some hurt and stuff going through her marriage too. Right. But at some point, it got back to love. Mm -hmm. Because in her viewpoint, they put God first. Right. Now, I don't follow the Christian religion, but I do understand there's a higher power mm -hmm. there. And and even Wendy says she didn't know who she was from a can of paint. Right. So for that strong reaction is natural and from her experience is natural for her to come from a place of hurt. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to get on Wendy so bad because I understand that. But you got to understand everybody's potato salad don't sound the same. I mean, don't taste the same. <sighs> Oh, my God. You are definitely a uh, Tabitha Brown follower because uh, that is something she would have definitely said. Everybody's potato salad don't, don't taste the same. Mm -hmm. Everybody's marriage is not the same. You guys both was married actually very for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I think Wendy was 24. Hers was 23. She knew her husband since middle school. Mm -hmm. She came to a, her and her husband had an agreement. Hey, in five years. If you do this in five years, I got you. It didn't even. It took more than five years. It took fifteen. Right. And, and like it, she said, 
and, and the way she, the way the people on internet or whatever are coming at it as if he was just a bum this whole time. As if he didn't support her. If I mean, he supports her on her channel. He comes on there. He's very, very active in his support. Not just, you know, hey, baby, keep doing your thing. But he's active. She brings him on. And I don't think he, I think he was very resistant in the beginning. But he's gotten used to who she is and how she is. And he's been supportive. And in, in 2021, we can't, these, uh, normative roles that we're used to, a lot of them are out of the door for many of us. Yes, it is. Uh, We got him with him, her with her, him with them, her with them, and everything in between. The woman is the breadwinner now, not the man. You get what I'm saying? So that logic, it doesn't even make, to be honest with you, when you look at it, Mm -hmm. your wife is now making millions. Mm-hmm. She's traveling. She is acting. Mm-hmm. She's the face. So everyone knows she's in households now. Right? Are you really going to continue to be a police officer? Yeah, but at the How, same time, you get what I'm saying. Like, come on, this, realistically. This I mean, I would say at least for the last maybe year or two, this this fame that she's gotten is relatively new. So when she was traveling before and going to those uh, uh, call casting calls and doing shows, who do you think was paying for those plane tickets? Exactly. Who do you think was paying for those hotel rooms and stuff? Yes. So they had an agreement. And she said they had an agreement. And they talk about this because I think on Fridays or so, they do their conversation together. And this was something that they had an agreement with. Like, I'm going to back you, I'm going to support you, I'm going to do your things, but I also want to know what you want to do. Now, sidebar, I've been in a relationship like this. Awesome. Where um, tables turned a little bit. Um, And when it was my turn, there was a convenient, well, I got to get me together. Well, I thought that that's what we was doing the whole time. You know, and I started college late because of a relationship. So I didn't start college right out of high school as I should have, but I started college a little bit late, about 21, 22, because I was in a relationship. Now, it wasn't, you know, this being transparent, it was difficult. Like, it was a difficult transition because there was a home that was bought, there was you know, plans being made. And when those things changed, you know, I just felt, you know, something being, a rug being pulled from my knee. So I get where Wendy is coming from, but also Whitney, Wendy, Wendy, you're coming from a new place of being hurt. And this ain't new because you know this man been cheating on you. You know this man had a baby on you. Baby. All these things. You picked a man for security, physical security. You fell in love with him when the girls from Total was about to wax that ass. And that's where you fell in love with him because he protected you, unlike your parents, unlike your siblings, unlike anybody else in your life, unlike your first husband. You know, you felt protected with this guy. So you picked somebody who was your bouncer. So he acted his role. He was a, a paid employee. And when he showed you, I'm a paid employee, that's when you didn't want to play the game anymore. And it took you 20-some years to figure that out. 
Yes. Yes. She was a made woman by the time she first met her man. Yeah. She was syndicated in every, everywhere. You didn't have a chance to really have him prove you. Mm-hmm. But he knew what he was getting into. Yeah. He knew what he was getting into. Yeah. So he played his position yeah. until he ain't have to play it no more. Yeah. And he was That's willing to ride happened. it out. He was willing to ride it out as long as you allow him to do what, you know, what you, what he wanted to do. And because because you're you're you got embarrassed, you chose not to keep doing it because you have been living that life for a minute, knowingly living that life. Yes. So you can put whatever documentaries, biopics out there that you want. You knew that. You knew that. It's not like you got hood swindled. He cheated on you multiple times. And you knew that. Yeah. It's not like, oh my God, all of a sudden. And I understand, don't get me wrong, I've been that woman before where I saw something and looked the other way. Or I saw something and was like, nah, not me. I've been that woman before, so I don't want to get on her, but I had to have that accountability, girl. Mm. Come on now. But I I am, I'm not a big fan of clapbacks, because I think on social media, it doesn't. But I think this was the most pleasant clapback I've ever heard Mature. It was classy. It was mature. And you can actually, it was, I wouldn't even say a clap back. It was like coming, I even see it as coming from a place of love. Like I'm a sister like you. It was, but it was a little, it was a little little different, baby. We different. We different. And she came, she started off with God bless you. And we know what God bless you mean with the right tone to tell it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you is a whole read, a whole clap back, a whole shady palm tree. <laughs> God bless you. And yes. Was, I, because first of all, I heard I heard Tabitha's response first. And I was like, what's going on? When, but as soon as she said, she first thing she said, Wendy Williams, God bless you. Like, I already knew, oh, this is about to get interesting. Like, Good. Let me see this. <laughs> in the middle, I said, let me go look at the response. And then I started the video all over again. And yes. I was like, oh, okay, this is right befitting of a yes. Brown. And I really appreciate you for putting her in her place because for the last couple months, people have been putting Wendy Williams in her place. You know, you just yourself with... Um, with, I was going to say with left eye, with the brand. Like, you just, I see a broken woman who is stuck as a little fat little 12 year old who wants to be this white woman. And I, I, I hate saying it like that, but I just. How about the big eye bandit got bigger? It is, but she, she, she always talks about her weight. She's always um, playing a victim. She's always inserting herself. And I am not comfortable with social commentary where you're finding these stories, as we have done, and you make comments on it and, and, and make it messy. Like, I, I'm not a fan of that. I'm an I'm a uplifting. I'm an Eon that now a Tabitha Brown supporter. Uh, and then that's that's where I come from. Like everything that happens, it has to be a lesson in it. That's the only way I'll talk yes. about it. But like I really, as old as that, I mean, as Wendy Williams is, it's time for her to get some help. 
And going to a sobering house is not the help you needed. No. It's not. It's not. No, she, 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 well, see, let me tell you something. In defense of Wendy, Wendy Williams, devil's advocate. When I looked at that documentary about her, she was her, as a, as a child, now as a grown woman, and I'm actually doing shadow work, which mm-hmm. is a form of therapy. Can you explain that to us? Shadow work, basically, talking about, the best way I can describe shadow work is, have you seen the movie Us? Mm-hmm. Do you understand that those people looked exactly like the people that were in the house? Okay. The dark people represented mm-hmm. the insecurity, mm-hmm. the way you talk to yourself, mm-hmm. the um, bad communication you may have, mm-hmm. the emotional immaturity you may have, mm-hmm. the... How can I say that other side of you that you don't show everybody? You show everybody this mm-hmm. on social media, but deep down in your depression, mm-hmm. the hatred, self hatred, mm-hmm. you're second guessing yourself. Right. That's what that represented. Right. It, it, that it, shadow work, that stuff. So is that a guided form of therapy, uh-huh. or is that a self? So the way. The way shadow work works for me, and I, I, I talk to a life coach, and what she does is have answer questions. Or she asks, I'm sorry, not answer. She asks questions mm-hmm. to make you dig deep and take you back to that moment okay. when your shadow came through. Mm-hmm. It could be a trauma moment. It, uh, it's usually a childhood trauma moment. And she makes you go back. Hold on. Does it have anything to do with, like, uh, I don't want to say it the wrong way, like your soul connecting from you? In not necessarily. Thing? Not necessarily your soul. Mm-hmm. Ha- I mean, of course, your first of all, your soul is, just, to a certain degree, is like a, a recorder. You 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 get everything you from a childhood and up. But that's a whole different show topic. Okay. Well, I, I definitely, so put that together. I want to talk about that because that's something that I attempted so to shadow work take shadow work is integrating the ugly gook we have in us mm-hmm. with who you are today, with who you actually present okay. and con- integrating that. Your shadow to who you're presenting to, to the world. Mm. So that's why a lot of times when I, for instance, I put a post about depression I'm telling you, this is what I've been going through. I'm okay. telling you, even though you see this made-up face, I go through shit. I, I, I'm insecure. I second-guess myself. Mm-hmm. I go through depression. You know what I mean? Because I, I never was people, able to adjust. I see a lot of people using social media for that reason. And that's why I never looked at people uh, going in in that way on social media as a bad thing. I, I one question the people who ridicule that because you are the problem that they're having. Exactly. So she asked, my life coach asked me a series of questions mm-hmm. for me to go back to things I forgot and put in my subconscious. Because even though I forgot it, it's put in my subconscious 
it acts out through my actions. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically integrating that. Mm. Shadow, your shadow is not a bad, you need dark in order to understand light. It's balance. It's balance, exactly. So I'm, tr- I'm transitioning to a, the person and the woman that I want to be, that mm-hmm. I've always saw in the future. That's what shadow work helps me with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you saw Wendy's documentary, she said, I was my own therapist since I was young. Her mom even said, oh, Sha- if she did go through those things of being teased and fat and everything, she came home with a smile. She never did this. She never do that. Because she sat there and consoled herself of what she knows as a young kid of consoling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I too, I wasn't able, I didn't, when I saw things as a young girl, yeah. I don't know, I'm young. I saw it. So I processed it as a six year or a five or six year old girl. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now shadow work forces me to go back to that little girl and says, girl's going to be okay. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch, uh, uh, the Mary J. Blige, my life documentary? Did I? Did and I? A lot of people who didn't like it. I'm like, you see this this lady for for the first time ever in her life being able to clearly articulate Shout her pain. Mm-hmm. We've heard it in the music. We've heard snippets of it in her uh, in her interviews and from people around her. But you got to hear it directly from her mouth now. And I. I connected it. So when I see Merge Blige interviews, I see the same thing that I see, the polar opposite thing, actually, that I see from Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams always tries to assert herself. She's projecting she's outside. Going, Wendy Williams projects outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She and kept saying, it's not my fault. Through the whole documentary, that wasn't my fault. That wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Mary was like, first of all, look at let me tell you something about Mary. And let me tell you how, when we don't actually get to the gook in us. Mm-hmm. Mary's been in the business for how long? It's been over, I think, close to 30 years now. She's close to 50, mm-hmm. right? If not 50. Mm-hmm. She's close to 50, and it took her this long to mm-hmm. articulate all of that shit. That's what she said. It wasn't a moment. It was like over time, you got to get yourself together. You got to. You have to get yourself. I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm saying Mm -hmm. it takes sometimes us a lifetime to understand and articulate and process some of the trauma and the shit we have been through. Right. And that's okay. You can tell Mary right now. Is getting that. So she's understanding that. One of the things that I and I I had not been this is where the conversation will go to, but just let it happen. But one of the things that I wanted to address with Wendy is something that I've been dealing with for I, we talked the last time for like the last three years. I had to separate myself from any and everybody and allow myself to add people back in layers or as they were needed in my space. And that sounds very selfish, but it was a selfish moment that I thought I needed because a lot of the trauma, as you spoke about trauma that I was, that I had, that I was sitting on, that I was carrying all these bags, I began to form what now is being called trauma relationships, trauma buddies. 
Yes. And I was starting to develop them with people. I would find myself on the phone with people, and we are complaining, 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 complaining. And I would see myself getting frustrated. I would see them getting frustrated because every time we would talk, that's what it would be. And I had a friend one time, we created this Oregon list. So Oregon is what you tell people when you no longer want them in your space and you want a nice way of saying this, all right, all right, then. I'm yeah. out of here. All right, then. That's how you end the conversation. And I remember when she first gave me my Arden, I was like, hey, I created that. You can't put that on me. But it was me realizing that trauma, often you feed that to other people and other it's religions. contagious. Right, it's very contagious. It's contagious. It's, and, and Yonla made it made a, a visual of it. It's like getting high off of the story. And you keep yes. high off of that same story. I got trauma, you got trauma, let's share it. First of all, let's first of all, let's not mm-hmm. let's not try to continue that energy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. first of all, energy don't die, it's transferable. Mm-hmm. 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 And what I had to learn is somebody, and I have a lot of people tell me how I should do what, when, and how on their perspective. Mm-hmm. I had to dissect, oh, this person's coming from hurt because I know because it was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to let you have that. Doesn't mean I take it. I'm going to let you have that though. That's your journey. Oh, wow. Damn. That's not, my same as like, wow, that's crazy. Okay, cool. I'll holler at you then. I got you. I got to close the refrigerator door. Like I say that in a minute. Mm. My favorite word right now is a no. No, I don't feel like doing that. No, I'm not going to go there with you with that. Mm. You have to cut that energy because it's transferable. Right, right, right. It only only bounces back to the person when you elevate yourself on a higher frequency, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a higher energy. Right. And that's what you're doing. Oh, all right then. Cool. Peace. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. It, it, gotta it, go. This really, it, and it, it wasn't just about, you know, Tabitha's clapping back, but it was like, she I, did a right, I, it, it, right. And uh, many people aren't used to receiving that. Wendy don't know how to deal with that. She used she people going off on her and people Controlling her manipulating her. She used to the confrontation when they become a guest on her show or she used to people shutting her down and being like the the fact that the brat and Tabitha came to her like, no, sister, Uh uh-uh, we're not doing that. They both came to her that way. She's not, she doesn't know how to navigate in a loving space. And And I get it. You're used to being the strong one. You're used to having to suck it up and deal with it. And I'm telling you, for me, this quarantine, this pandemic was necessary because I had already started the work of separating myself from individuals, but I had yet to start the work on myself. Absolutely. So the work that I needed on myself was why I needed the space. What contribution? So we point in the finger... Well, they do that with addicts. I mean, what was my contribution? They tell addicts, if you try to get sober, remove yourself from your old people. Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying to heal, but you're inundated with the same message. 
How are you trying to heal, really? You got to remove yourself from people. If you feel a certain way because I removed myself from me, that's your journey. That's not my issue. That sounds perfect. We're going to take a commercial break. And Becca ain't going nowhere because this, Issa, we'll have to talk to you another time, but I got to talk about this. So (laughs) we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back here on the Artists Exchange radio show on BeatToastRadio.com. Hey, boo, how do I share it on my page? Uh, I said, did I share it to you on your Here page? Here I What the hell are you doing? I ain't nowhere to board a train, you damn stupid nigga. Well, he might could have said nincompoop. We ain't no nincompoop. Here I come. Here I come. Open it. I'm going to play for you our first tune. It's called Let's Start What We Have Come Into The Room To Do. Right on. Here goes. Know how to make a grand entrance. I know who you are. The angel who hunts down those who trespass against him with no mercy. Admit it. I'm like with the bland bands. Artist Exchange Radio Show. As Mika from the Style Lounge just said, if you're looking for a creative, cost-effective, not free, uh, vehicle to market and in branding your business, your products, your service, 
your quarantine event, your get out of quarantine event, come to BigSposedRadio.com. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to help you market and brand your business. We can help you with social media, with, uh, you know, really getting your audience in line and telling your story. That's all Brandon is. Is telling your story, and we can help you with that. Starting with an interview here on the Artist Exchange Radio Show, or one of our other fabulous shows, we also have some availability for you to start your show, or bring your show here, or create a whole new show platform. Uh, we also are looking for content writers uh, for our blog on our website. So go to www.bigspose radio.com and check that out uh, and then you can become a content writer, uh, a show host, a, you know, a supporter. You can donate. Go ahead. Where's that Where's that button at? I know I saw it somewhere. And if you want to join the conversation today, call us at 443-642-9403. The topic for today is minding the business that pays you. Uh, and this is stemming from a conversation uh, that we're well, the conversation is stemming from uh, Wendy Williams putting her nose once again where it did not fit, but uh, exposing herself for the trauma and the brokenness that she has on the inside. Uh, and as Mecca, uh, my guest for the day, has been talking about, her shadow is then being projected into the facade that you see in front of us. And uh, getting back to that. It really, this this year was a lot of time by myself. It was a lot of time that people would not take for themselves. People just could not sit still because I think that quiet time was, was kind of, you know how when it rains and the pollen and all that gunk starts to get into the air? That's what this quiet time has been for a lot of people. That's why you have people still having big old parties in the midst of a quarantine, a lockdown. You still have people going to big old parties in the middle of a quarantine, a pandemic, because people couldn't take that me time. They couldn't do that mirror time that is so necessary for us to continue to move forward. People were happy being who they were. And it's, I'm not telling anybody to be anything different. And, and you're really not going to change who you are. Your perspective is going to change. Your outlook is going to change. How you treat and communicate with others is going to change. So uh, I, I really want to learn more about this uh, shadow work because it seems, it means I think we call healing so many different things, and it's all about how you choose to go about doing it. Um, what changes have you seen in yourself, Mecca, in you starting this process? Unmute yourself. Unmute yourself. There you go. Sorry about that. Oh, goodness, the changes. I mean, I'm not 100%. I still got work to do. But um, it's the journey. It's the journey. Life is yes. the journey, not the destination. So naturally, I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And what I realized, I embrace the word no. Mm. I also embrace the action of no. Mm. I've also embraced the the statement, you know, this sounds personal. Mm. Because a lot of people will reject, project their mm -hmm. issues onto you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, where is this coming from? You know what I mean? <laughs> and you have to 
tell people, no, right now I'm not in that space to receive that. Mm-hmm. Now, I still got a lot of work to do because a certain trigger, I can go there. Um, but I'm learning to get my sweetness back and mm. my honey. Mm. Uh, I'm, but doing it in a balance. Mm-hmm. I'm learning also the importance of balance. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Um, your space around you is very important. Mm-hmm. You are very important. And you cannot keep helping people on an empty cup. I will give my last and be like, okay, when it's time for me, it's like, oh, well, I'm not available. So I've learned to say no. I've learned how to be able to be balanced. And I learned how to, how can I say it? I learned to understand that how whatever people, however they receive that is their personal issue, not mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you get offended of me not being available, yeah. that sounds personal. Yeah. Especially if I explain to you if, hey, right now I can't receive that right now, but I'll be back. But we can dissect or unpack it later. Because not everybody is in a space of being angry with you because you can't. It's the lack of communication that we often, some of us choose to have. And I'm that person because when yeah. I shut down, ooh. You shut down. You, I you shut down. And everything. You, are, you become invisible to me and my invisible game has been very strong. I and don't that's okay. And it's okay, and but it was, it's the lack of communication because a lot of those relationships can and could have been salvaged if I had communicated how I felt from the beginning. Absolutely. Or even look at it this way. Mm-hmm. Look at it this way. Were those relationships valuable enough to you to continue? Some of them were, yeah. Then you may have to, not you may have to, because you do what you want. Wrong. But if you want to continue those relationships, you will have to put your tail between your legs. Mm-hmm. Be humble and come back. Like, listen, right. I was not in the right space at that moment. Mm-hmm. I'm out of well, me, accountability is yeah. also part of what I learned. And I said, I'm gonna say, about three years ago, it was an emergency situation. I had to hit the stop hope button. Do you know that button that's going to do more damage than if you were to continue going? But I needed to stop. I, it was like do or die. So I right. do understand, but sometimes. The communication just happens. This doesn't happen. And I'm okay with going back and salvaging the relationships that I want to salvage. But at the same time, mm, if you didn't get it, if you don't care to get it, I don't care to give it to you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's their journey. They're going to have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But the ones that you want to go back and salvage and be as humble as possible and hold that account, yo, I wasn't in the right space. I'm sorry. I, I had to do that today. Mm-hmm. On my last day of my job, mm-hmm. I had to go to somebody and apologize to that woman and say, you know what? If I said some things, I, and I ain't going if I said, I know, I said some things that probably offended you. Mm-hmm. I'm truly sorry. Right. Right. At that time, I wasn't in the right space. Mm-hmm. I'm truly sorry. 
And she was like, wow, that means a lot. I had to do that mm. because she's not a bad person. At the time, our actions weren't right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't receiving. And I had to apologize. Accountability also was a big change for me. Because right. like Wendy Williams, I wanted to blame everybody else and be the victim. Mm-hmm. When you understand, when you take away that victim thing from you and you have accountability, you start to move different. Mm-hmm. You don't even move the same because you understand how, what responsibilities you have in that situation. There's a lot of comfort that comes in that self-victimizing position. Yeah. There's a lot of comfort in that because then you don't have to take accountability. You don't have to take, right. You don't have to confront anybody. Yeah. It's in that rut. And it's uncomfortable sometimes. and And it's found in a lot of narcissists. You get what I'm saying? That's a whole nother story. I'm a, I, it is. I'm a, I'm, a whole nother show. But I get be very transparent right now. Yes. And I am loving the direction of this show. And I'm so glad that myself and Marnie decided to push through this pandemic and do it this way instead of yeah. just saying, I see you when it's over. Because yeah. I've learned so much about myself doing this. There was, you know, I just had my first. Uh, in-person guest last week. And yes. uh, it was really, this has been eye-opening to me to spend this much time with myself. And it's, I'm a loner. I, I, I'm a self-proclaimed loner. But when you have to be around other, I teach during the day, I'm at rehearsals, I'm at the station for the rest of the time, I'm going to events. So my job, my passion has been about surrounding myself with other people. So those moments that I got to steal away were always, whew. But when you put that on a daily basis, and now you have to create spaces where you connect with people. It was was so hard. I wanted to be one of the people who, who, who was good and just had a party and was like, let's everybody just come together. It took so much. It took me having to put my life in perspective and say, I don't want to die from coronavirus or get sick, terribly sick from coronavirus and risk my life if I, if I stay here, you know, if I go out. It was so difficult, but a lot of the work that, and it's, it's crazy how God or whatever you call your higher power, it's, it's crazy how God prepares you for where you're going. I have yeah. started detaching myself from people justifiably and just a lot of other people's casualties. And, and once the pandemic hit, and after the first month, you're like, oh, I needed this vacation. Ooh. You know, and you're working from home. Oh, you needed that. But month, by the time we got to April, May, June, yeah. you like, okay, um, I'm going to go hang out in the supermarket right now. I'm going to go, <laughs> you know, but it was hard for me to face it myself. Is. It was so much unsettled business with myself that I did not have. Yes. You know, was getting my finances in order, was starting to actually cook for myself on a regular basis, was starting to uh, purposely reconnect with people who I had not spoken to 
anymore because regular artists or regular individuals didn't care about interviews. They just were trying to figure their life out. So I had to go back into the chambers of friendship and call yes. on people who were just friends to yes. to keep this going for myself. But, you know, I found myself creating opportunities to connect with people or reconnect with people. And it really forced me. It was a, it, there were some dark moments. I have to say it wasn't like heavy depression for me as I know it has been for some people, but there were some dark moments where I didn't want to, I didn't want to do this. I got tired of that. I had the whole time, Mario tell you the whole time I've been on this show, I, I rarely call out. I've come in on sleep, snow, hail, blizzards, whatever. Uh, and to do the show, and I would rarely call out unless I had a show. Uh, but I always found somebody to keep it going. And there were moments I'd be, it'd be like 10 minutes, I don't feel like it today. Right. I, and I had to, and, okay. and it went right. I had to realize that that was okay. It was okay. To something was okay. And I yeah. didn't know how to, I really didn't know how to say no. I was used to saying yes to everything and everybody. And this I have a shirt that says no, like yes. huge no. And, it's, and, and, <laughs> and I have went through this before. I learned how to use no, but yeah. for me, if I wanted to get where I could, you know, if I need something, you know, I'm I'm call on Mecca because Mecca come through for me, help me with my show today. But Mecca asked me to do something next week, and my spirit just think there. The old Nate would have just pushed that spirit to the side. And showed up for Mecca, and me and Mecca would have fell out because I didn't show up as the Nate that she needed because I couldn't say no. Yeah, I, yeah. I would have just went on. But today I'm being real honest with life, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not gonna be one of those millennials like you know my heart chakra isn't <laughs> lying. But I've learned how to create and to bring my quality up and create. And mm-hmm. be even when I don't feel good, but you I don't have to learn how to do that, and I have to learn how to just sit still. Just yeah. be still. Just be still. I just lost a job because I decided to sit still when I was going through pain, and the it whole thing for you muscle through the pain and injured myself worse. Where I would have had to be sit down. Yes, and I. I swear, when I got the text message last Thursday, you know, some stuff you don't even, it don't even bother you. Honey, I, I went to sleep. A huge page cut. I huge. logged off of the computer that I was on. No work today. Shut that computer, rolled over, and went to sleep that day. And came back Friday and started it all over again. And I just, and it felt good. But I'm used. To, I'm. I've been working since fourteen, so I don't know anything else but how to make a paycheck. I couldn't yep. tell you what to do with the money, but I know how to make it. <laughs> it really just. Uh, it is it, taking me a, into a special place to be here. So how this all connects to Wendy Williams is just you have to deal with your hurt, or yes, you're gonna you're gonna start. You're gonna continue hurting. And you're going to continue hurting other people. Yeah, yeah. But and most of you going to be yourself. And talking about people that she don't even know. The first thing she so, said, I don't even know this woman. Devil's advocate. We need Wendy Williams in society. 
Mm. Mm. We need a Wendy Williams. Sorry, we need a Wendy Williams in society. You gotta, uh, you gotta embrace the dark to accept it to to appreciate the light. Wendy Williams had a job. That absorb in you. You have to. The thing about Wendy Williams is she under she she became who she who she presented. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Wow. He didn't separate like okay. A cautionary tale. She didn't separate. Okay, I understand. I do this to get ratings, and I do this because, to be honest with you, you look at. She asked questions that all of us asked when we were hearing these celebrities. Like, well, you ain't think to do this, or did you did, did you have sex with the last time? I ain't gonna lie. She asked questions that I was thinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, she got to understand that was entertainment. Mm-hmm. Wendy, that wasn't. That's what. Yeah, that's what made you. But that's not you. Mm. That's not you. Because right. when she had, had her documentary, she said, "You know, I'm pink." As I'm pink and sweet on the inside, she said that, but we wouldn't know that because you were someone different. But the, well, going back to that space of that person you are pretending to be, you better be careful because you just might become that person. She became that person. So when things happened to her, it was, Ooh, what the hell? What are you talking about? She became that person. Mm. But that's a it's a cautionary. And she became that person without him. If even if you are fronting, make sure the front is somebody you really, really want to be. Because I've seen people sell their souls. Church. (laughs) I've seen. I've seen. Church. Church. Okay. I've I've tried to be the person even in my own life. Everything yeah. is together. I keep getting ready to jump in here, but then I just I just put my hands down. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna fall back. I'm gonna fall back. Say it again. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Money. Here because I, I I just keep trying to figure out what do you mean? Like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> what do we? First of all, babe. You said she's fronting and 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 all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get to see our hour a day. Yeah, but I mean, the, you can spend documentary. talking to somebody. I did see the documentary. I did see the documentary, and I was I, I, the reason why I was like, "What do you mean?" is is because what you what you said, Mecca, that when she said she thought, well, I'm at home, she's soft and pink, and this, 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 this. what does this got to do with her presentation on our show and what she says? I mean, because it has to do with her ego. Yeah, I'm amazed. At some point, because I did this, I did this, and and right. and let me tell you something. I love me some Wendy. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I love me some Wendy mm-hmm. because she has been honest on certain shows about her situation. Mm-hmm. But what she does not do is take responsibility. But she's been also, also been honest in interviews too about her situation. Yes, you could be honest, but she has not took accountability at all in that documentary, and that's fine. My thing is, if you're not going to take accountability, let's not keep saying that's not my fault. Because in that documentary, that's not my fault. That's not my fault. You had to play the role. You had to play some part of it for mm-hmm. it to even happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say, I didn't have the tools at the time to understand what I was going through. So these are the decisions I made. And saying that's, that's okay. not my fault erases you from anything. Erases you from anything that has to do with it. But it takes two to right. tangle, does it not? 
And and a lot of this isn't. I know we're using Wendy Williams as a kind of a. It does take two to tango, but it takes three to cheat. It does. Okay, I'm not talking about the girl because she even says she's not even worried about the girl. Yeah, the girl was actually a symptom of the issues. But right. So when when you said when when she says it's not my fault, it's not my fault. She got cheated on. That's, that's not my fault. But I think that no, it's not my. It's not her goes, fault for her getting cheated. But her issues yeah. happened way before the cheating. Yeah, it, you gotta understand the cheating was just a symptom. Right. Of the actual issue. Marriage was a result of stuff that had happened to I don't her. Think, I don't think cheating is a symptom. I think that was the wrong choice of words. No, How can it cheating is. be a symptom? It is of a symptom. Issues? It is. The symptom. Is the, the cheating is a symptom. That's an it was it's not a symptom. That's, a, that's an infliction. No, it's not a symptom. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not. What I'm not saying is mm-hmm. that she caused the cheating. Mm-hmm. What I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is. The first time he cheated, he told you the type of dude he was. Right. At that point. Right. He ain't come to Agreed. you and say, babe, I cheated, this and this and this. You came upon him and mm-hmm. saw that he was sneaky. Mm-hmm. You came upon him and saw his capabilities. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like Nate said, he was the bodyguard. She liked how he protect her. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Wendy Williams' feelings are not valid because as they are, they are. You mm-hmm. cheat on me, it's done. We already understand it's done. You just invited me to an open relationship that I wasn't signing up for. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But because of her childhood issues, and I'm, I'm not saying she's a bad person. Right. I'm not saying that she, she, um, she stu- she's stupid or anything like that. But you have to understand because of her childhood traumas, because how she processed hurt and trauma at a young age, led her into seeing this relationship of, oh, he protects me because I haven't had anyone protect me. It's okay to say I didn't have the tools at the time to see what I should have seen. Instead of saying, it wasn't my fault I'm in this apartment now. It wasn't my fault that he cheated. No. But the, I, think, I think what happens when we go through anything whether it's somebody's, because you can always find justification for blaming somebody. Sure. You can always, yes. but a lot yes. of the the I think what what this conversation has become is you have to take accountability. You have to every person you blame. There is something in you. I want to in you that is making that possible. I think I guess that I guess I- her lending her opinion to that situation because it was so similar to hers. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that has to do with her being accountable because what we probably don't see is her accountability because it's an hour show. She's not going to continuously talk about it every single day. No, she's not. But when you see that hour show and then a documentary, she kind of put two and two together. Right, but in this situation, it does. It comes out in every story. Exactly. Every reaction, every after every comma, after every story that she does. Let me give you an example. Uh Let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. I was in a relationship. Not going to tell you which one or who went. I was in a relationship that I had to apologize to him the day before I broke up. Mm -hmm. And what I apologized was, wow. You showed me signs mm. in the beginning mm-hmm. that I decided to ignore because 
I did not work through that trauma of not being loved properly when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had sat there, even though you you said certain things and did certain things to make a red flag happen. I personally pushed that in the back of my mind because your other actions made me feel good. And mm-hmm. I wanted that feeling some more. Mm-hmm. So I purposely pushed through the relationship when I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. That was on me. Right. That was on me. That was on me. I have to, I have to, to So I had to apologize. I apologize to him to say, you know what? I'm sorry if I continue to push things on you because I wanted to feel a certain way mm-hmm. that I never felt before. Yeah, I, 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 I understand that. that. Mm-hmm. So but I was she, thinking, you know, just on that same notion too, in her situation, it does take a large person to give forgiveness from being cheated on. Yes. So yes. just because I'm, I'm just, I'm talking about what you said about um, she, he showed you who you are. Yeah, but I also forgave him for who he was. But that's what I was saying. For the first time. For the first time. Now, the second time is a new trauma. (laughs) My thing is this. Let me tell you, the second time is definitely a new trauma. But that trauma... The second time, but he has showed signs from the first time towards the second time. But but again, like I said, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But there was forgiveness from the first time. She gave him forgiveness. Now, if he does make that same mistake, that's why she had it in her prenup that you make the same mistake again, you're going to pay. Wait, 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 wait. But she already knew or had a hint. Right. Because no, I'm speaking on the accountability. That's why I'm speaking on the accountability. Yeah, there the was accountability. accountability. Legally. She even said it. She was like, his homeboys couldn't look me in the eye because they even knew something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. That was before she even knew who that the lady even like that they was hooked up. Mm-hmm. But the but but the accountability comes in if if this keeps happening to you and you keep getting hurt the same way, at some point you have to say that trauma is self-inflicted. Thank you. But it's not keep. You keep saying that's what I was trying to get at because you keep it make it seem like it was happening repetitively. But this is two that we know of. That we know of. That we two. know of. But that she already saw signs of possible cheating prior to it actually bam happening. Mm-hmm. You're a grown so signs. Signs and proof are two different things. Well, she said she had the proof. She said she had the proof when her child was young. So you've sit on this proof. Well, that was the first time. That was the first time. Do you got on fake eyebrows? Oh. Why is your eyebrows jumping? I don't know. Yeah, but who are you talking to? Nate. Nate. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say, no, baby, he's a mom. I didn't even see his eyebrows. I just see the glasses. Um, whatever he got on that filter must have fake eyebrows. <laughs> I don't have anything on it. It's the glasses. <laughs> it might be that it's a reflection. <laughs> we have oh, no comments coming in. Yeah. But that's but that's but my <laughs> accountability. So one of the things that I had to do for do for myself was I was blaming people justifiably for things that have happened in my life. Uh-huh. So in the process, I'm, I'm writing a book and I, a lot of stories were coming up, things that had happened to me throughout my life. 
And one of the things that I no longer wanted to do, I no longer wanted to carry this stuff. That's why I'm putting it in a book and I don't have to talk about it anymore. Or as the My Life uh, documentary and Mary J. Blas said, she now can talk about it from this perspective. She said yeah. she never wanted to talk about these things because she was still in it. Yes. So I can't give you any advice. I can't speak on it because I am currently dealing with these demons or this trauma or these triggers. Yeah. You know, and, and, and a lot of the, the work that I've had to do for myself has been me figuring out how to get to the other side of this story. Yeah. This stuff to hurt the same way anymore. And I'm not bashing Wendy Williams. What I'm saying. No, not at all. I've been a Wendy Williams. Media in general, I don't like the hate or the venom that is casted out when we have these types of stories. I don't, I don't, I, you started off by saying, well, I, you know what, I don't follow this woman. I don't even know her, but I'm going to tell her what to do with her marriage. Yeah, I'm gonna put her my marriage shit is so, exactly. Exactly. But she, you don't she, know this woman and her background? How are you going right. to tell her what she need to do with her marriage? Right, and then the same because she's given up on that type of love, or or thinking that she deserves that type of love. You've given up on that right now. I'm not saying forever. I, that's, I, I, see that, here we go again. We're inventing inventing narratives because she never said any of this. That's not what she said, and she gave her opinion on her experience about that. And I get that she didn't tell her you're not is, doing that. This but is not we're, what's we're, not, we're not a we're not com- I'm not commenting, and I don't think Mecca is either. We're not commenting on her as a personality. We're commenting on the person that we see coming through that personality, and that's like I don't. I don't hate Wendy Williams. It, it annoys me because we, we see this on social media. You know, yeah. when someone is genuinely happy and content with their life, they got to be full of shit. They got to be crazy. They, they don't know that it's about to end. And we don't realize how powerful our words are. Words have to seek out the mission of the tongue. So putting that out there on this lady's marriage that she's had for 23 years and we've seen unfold for, for what we they allow us to see, putting those things out there because you are in a space of unforgiveness. Because yeah. she keeps bringing it up the same way. It's not, I don't see her on the other side yet. I don't see her yet on the other side of what has happened to her in her, her recent marriage. I don't see her getting over the fact that why she was is a that? Because she keeps child. Because she keeps talking about it? Is that why? Well, it's not that she keeps talking about it because yeah. you can keep talking about it. Not doing it doesn't mean up. you're not healed. I can it talk about it. it doesn't I, I don't see the po- what point. Nate, that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to understand Nate's point. Because oh. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem like she's doing the work. Because when you can talk about something in a in a lesson learned way, like I feel like I I like I feel like so for example, when she talks about her drug abuse, I feel like she's talking about that on the side of healing. I can I can feel in her that she no longer wants drugs. Wait, when she went to the sober house, because when I went to when I looked at the documentary, she didn't actually say. But she's reported that her husband forced her to do that. Right. So she wasn't reusing at the time. She just told her husband. She she said said, her husband. 
Right, because her her excuse was, I never sought the treatment I needed. I just stopped cold turkey. So she decided to go to a sober house. But it was never like, because I felt the need to use, even though people, you know, say that, I don't feel like she wants to use anymore. I don't feel like that's something that's that's attacking her or that's a trigger for her anymore. But I can tell when she speaks about certain things, where she is in the healing process. And I'm not telling her, you need to heal today. I'm just that's saying. But you can just tell you where she's coming from <laughs> in the right. healing process. Because that's every chance she gets, she talks about the little fat girl she used to be. And that's why she tries to stay so slim now. So mm-hmm. that means you're not over that. You're still in that that trauma, that triggered feeling. That little girl trauma. That. Like I said earlier, you got to go is, back is, to address I can tell you that has been the theme of her whole entire career. She does not want to become that fat girl again. That's been her theme. She did it all through radio, all through TV. And that's and fine. But she didn't heal thing. from it just because she doesn't want to be it. And right. she's not right. it. She still has, she still has all She's Native always Sam- get it, and that's what she always said. She was always a fat girl on the inside, but she didn't want to be reflecting. But that means, that means so still point, on this so side. So my thing of- is, okay, that's fine. So right. you don't want to be that fat girl, but you still feel like you're that fat girl on the inside. Yeah. So when did we sit there and address that issue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not saying she has to do it today, tomorrow. That's that's when she has yeah, to do it. Yeah, because that's not for us. That's for her therapist. That's for her. That's for <laughs> but her. I don't see her. But I don't really see. see her doing the work. Even if you're going to therapy, I don't see the results of the work. Because it when you are truly on a path to healing, because it's, it's always not all about their fault, but their fault, the, their but fault. But that's to yeah. stipulate that somebody is on a path to healing. And she may not be. Right. That's that's my point. That's my point. That we keep reflecting that like she's on a path to healing when she's never told us that. No. No. And (laughs) but that's my thing. We're talking about where she's coming from. So we already said she's not on a path. That's what I say. When she's speaking on her show, she just did she just spoke on her experience with that same situation. Not that it was an easy. No, she suggested what she should nope. Yeah. Right from her, said, nope, from her experience, I did that same thing, and I would say, No, don't do it. She said, That's exactly. her experience. So she's projecting of what to tell from her, her experience. But that's why the show is called Wendy because it's always going to be from her experience. But, but and I, I, get that. Same, I understand that, I completely understand that. I completely understand that. We're talking about legitimately right legitimately that doesn't make sense my point my point for saying Hmm. this is i don't even that's the part i don't even for for me example for the the way i go at these shows now it's sometimes these shows seem a little crazy a little off because i am currently in the space of where i want to be going so i had to change how i talk to my guests what i talk to them about I'm not just gonna sit on here and promote what you're doing. Like I'm, I'm more interested in your story because before I was trying to keep up with the the likes and shares and all, but now I want you to talk to me about you and in, in, in comparison of what you're doing in life. But you, let's connect and engage versus just putting my opinion on somebody based on my experience because based- that becomes negative over time. It becomes negative and it becomes really uncalled for. Legit- it's not, it's illegitimate. Right. And and it's 
the who who I see her is now is even different than I saw on the radio. On the radio, she was just commentating. She yeah. was just releasing information. But what I see now is more of that hurt. And I can only say that based on my experiences. So I'm not judging her. This story stuck out to me because it was such a blatant explanation for what she has been through, why she's going through, and why she's still in the space. Because before, remember, she was content with just going home and not having any contact with any of these celebrities. Now she's made it her business to develop relationships with them beyond the business of it all. True. And it's just, it's not, for me, it's not coming across as genuine. It's, it's, to me, it's like, okay, my husband kept me from this. And she said that. She, she said her marriage kept her from really wanting to yeah. connect and be around people. Now yeah. you don't have that. Oh, I can go make friends with these people. Oh, I can have, even if they're false relationships, I can go have these relationships with these people. I'm going to have the guests on my show that I want to sleep with. And it's starting to become her own reality show versus the salaciousness that she built up a like- Huh? I even think of it like that. And when you explain it and then you think about what you see and how her documentary, mm-hmm. yeah, and she's on social media, yeah, I'm dating this guy, I'm dating. Now it's more she's the main topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and I get why she's doing that because she had she dimmed her light for the person she was with. Yeah. She dimmed her light yeah, to be a no mother. Friend. She was she dimmed you know, her she light was to isolated be a isolated whole mother. body and she had yeah. no friends. And then she's yeah. changed that. <laughs> and it and it's and, and I'm not disputing any of that, but the same way you attack friendship is what I see her doing in, in romantic relationships, the same control and, and verb that you have in doing that, I think you need to change your vocabulary as well. Because exactly. it, it's starting to become a bitterness that I'm getting from you in yeah. your commentary. And I never heard bitterness come from her before. Exactly. And now it's a bitterness coming across. So you could never be happy for Tabitha Brown and her husband if you're still stuck in that space of I want I wanted this. I exactly. wanted this my life was supposed to be like. And you took this away from me. And you hear her saying that. So you this took this away from me versus I gave you that control. Yeah. You it's took a this difference. Away from me. Uh-huh. You took oh, this so away. Just leaving. No, he can't. No one can take anything that you've given him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she had relinquished. That's where that accountability but comes she, in. But she, but a lot of that she relinquished. In my opinion, she relinquished a lot of that control that was supposed to be hers. Yes. Yes. One she who, was a made woman. He was the bouncer. Mm-hmm. She was a made woman. She was already known then. He mm-hmm. was the bouncer. And yeah. to make him feel better, she relinquished that control. Right, right. And that so was that's where that accountability comes from. And, and when someone says, well, I don't want to be the mm-hmm. homebody no more. I wanted these relationships. I don't want to be the fact head mm-hmm. anymore. But yet it's everybody else's fault. Right. That's what that, if you don't want to be that, then you need to start working on that trauma. Instead of keep blaming everybody and blaming Kevin. Because just being skinny isn't making, it doesn't feel like it's making it doesn't, Exactly. Because so, you've had to address that. If, if being, because you're skinny, you've been skinny. 
you got the big boobs. All those things. So how do you feel so like the fat kid? If you do, you you addressed it with you addressed it with external yeah. pleasures versus going deep inside to yeah. address those well, issues. Y'all and have it, gone really. But I've I've really watched the, something that just doesn't even have anything to do with. I've really watched the. Uh, We're talking about the same situation, right? No, I, but that fat kid thing had nothing to do with anything. But, but she mentioned. But it, you mentioned it. No, I'm I'm saying that because. I know I, I actually thought that was over, but the fat kid thing was something that was prior to relationship and everything. That was growing yeah, up. Yeah, but stuff. she mentioned it in but this that, story. She though. mentioned that. Yeah. The reason that the fat kid probably had a lot to do with the relationship that she ended up choosing. Mm-hmm. Do you not think that your childhood traumas don't choose what you are in an adult if you don't address them? Yeah. yeah. And it comes out in ways like who you pick as a spouse or who you pick as friends or if you think that you can separate your childhood traumas from who you are now and you, that you never addressed, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's a lot you got to unpack. I, I, I think even her choosing the career path that she chose was I get that, more though. so to pull her out front because I, I, see, that, I see Wendy traumas, Williams okay. being more of a therapist, in my opinion, because she's very direct. Mm-hmm. She would have been a great younger. And she would have probably been so much more effective at that, but she wanted attention, and and, and entertainment gives you that attention. And I'm not, and I'm, I, I know a lot of this is speculation, but a lot of this, based on my experience from people I know, myself, a lot of this stuff comes. I'm going off of what she said. I'm going off of what she said. Every, every I don't want to be the fat kid no more. Right, and she said I that, that in the midst of this same conversation. And it, it comes up and like, okay, so you don't want to be the fat kid no more, okay? But you oh, know you're okay. there sixty years old, right? So you don't, you're not the fat kid no more, like. But it, it just she it says is she just, felt that inside still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and and you know, kind of wrapping a conversation up. I a lot of my attention that I put on this story. It was really, uh, it stemmed from me watching the My my Life, the yeah. Virgin Blige story, because it just, I want to be on the other side of a lot of the trauma that has happened in my life. And I feel like I've done a good job with addressing it a lot of it, but I'm, I'm blessed because I'm an artist. So I get to live these things out on stage and get yeah. therapy that way or my creativity, physically getting it out. So me, if you have not watched the uh, documentary, and it's a documentary, not a biopic, and I think people were expecting a biopic, but it's a documentary. Uh, Say it again. She did the movie. Is the movie not the biopic? She did a movie like earlier this year, last year or something? No, not Wendy Williams. I'm talking about Mary J. Blige. Oh, yes. So, So... and I just watch it because for me right now, everything that I consume, it has to benefit me in some way. It has to help me in some shape or fashion. And yeah. it, it, it's what I need and what's necessary for me to grow. So I, I watched that documentary twice, actually. And the first time, it, it made me feel sorry for her the first time I watched it because she goes on all these interviews. And the first thing people will say to her is, you know, I see you in the news, da 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 da. da. I see you going through something. I know this next album will be awesome. So we were we were kind of pushing her to keep up the trauma. 
She was benefiting from the trauma in her life. You know how many times I heard, oh, she got good music when she was yeah out. And I felt bad because I enjoyed the sad music. More I than I enjoyed her, her being. started feeling good when she was in her relationship with Ken. Ken in Ken the beginning. Ken, yeah, in the beginning. Kenrick. Kenrick. In the beginning, love is all we... Like, that album was dope. Mm-hmm. And I actually, that's when I ran, I bought the 411. I was younger. I bought the 411. But, like, I enjoyed her happy albums, but yeah. a lot of people didn't. But, uh, and, and that's because of things that we go through. And that yeah. says a lot about our personal relationships. Yeah. You know, how we keep, try to keep each other in a space of trauma triggers, those trauma relationships that that's, we want to identify with it. That's how that's, that's how we keep each other there. Now, I'm not saying right. No one is to blame for keeping you there or even yeah. putting you there. But we contribute a lot to each other in in our relationships. If every time we're talking, we're talking about things that have happened to us or a depression or you know, yeah. I had a piss. Like you don't have nothing happy to say to me today. I need uh uh-uh, uh start over. So what happened? What you had for breakfast? Was there anything in your day that was... And I, you you enjoy that croissant with the buttermilk right. and the flaky right. layers? You just want a beef on breakfast? And it's, it's gotten to a you point want a beef now... It's gotten to a point now <laughs> that our children do that. So as a teacher, that's what I do. If a child comes to me with a list of things that's going... What, tell me something good happened to you today. Did you wake up? Did, did some, and, and it's not to dispute anything that's happened in your life but you have to find that light in life. Or you'll stay stuck in that shadow, as you were saying, that shadow space. And, I, and I'm not for that anymore. And I don't want that for anybody I know. I don't want it for. And it's not, I don't want you to ignore the darkness, but finding light will pull you out of that and give you a better perspective in dealing with the things in life that has happened. And I, and I, I can see... I can see a lot of growth in Wendy Williams, but it's growth in terms of her freedom. Yeah. Her yeah. child is out of the house. She's single now. She gets to do things. I can see the growth in her freedom, but still staying stuck in some of those, um, that's my new word, those shadow places, is still lingering. She's still carrying those bags, carrying those bags with her. And it's, you know, for me and my personal experience, I just, I'm at a space right now where I don't want to carry no bags. At all. I don't, I don't want a book bag. I don't want a, a fanny pack. I some I love going out the house and I don't need to carry nothing with me. Mm-mm. And when I get to whatever destination I'm going to, be it a better woman, a better relationship, I don't want to sit there and bring that over. Because that's not their fault. Mm-hmm. I've been... <laughs> yep. Yeah. I have been in a relationship where I brought the baggage. Yeah. And I've been in a relationship where he brought the baggage mm. and was like, you don't have no room for me. Right, right. You don't right. have no room for me. You got a lot of unpacking to do. Mm-hmm. And you're putting it on me like I'm supposed to unpack that shit. But that's what we do in our relationships. Like, you my friend. You're supposed to deal with Like, it. I'm not responsible for your triggers. You have to be responsible for your triggers mm-hmm. and your healing. And no, I'm, I'm not, you're not responsible for how you got the trauma, but you're responsible for how you heal from it. Unfortunately. Right. I, first of all, Melanie, fuck you, because I saw it. 
the message on your page. But uh, Quentin said uh, forgiveness and self creates a boundary that creates decision, dis, decisive space for attention. George, but when does forgiveness become permission? For action. Forgiveness. For action. Mm-hmm. Can I speak on that? Go ahead. Can I speak too much? So you can forgive and love a person from afar mm. and don't even have to talk to them. You know what? I forgive you for who you are. You make that peace with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know and, this and often it's not you know this about, person. But 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 sidebar that it's not even that that person did something to you. Often you need this. So let me finish. I'm, let I'm me a, finish. I'm gonna oh, 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 Nate. Nate, go ahead, go ahead. Nate, been the one. Baby, I know it's hot. You sweating? Get a rag. Get the ball okay. off. Get the sweat off the ball. Yeah, come on. Hold on, relax. Let me finish. Let me finish. It's not even a fact of forgiveness for that person. You forgiving that person for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the way it comes off of this person apparently does not have the tools. Right. Which we all don't. Mm-hmm. This parent person doesn't have the tools at this particular time to even understand what they're doing. Mm. They don't even understand what they're doing. They don't know. They're in the trance. They're in the moment. They don't even see what's going on. Right. So right. that being said, I understand that. I'm going to forgive this person for what they're doing, but I don't have to stay in this space with them. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to stay in this space, right. baby. That's yours. Yeah. You can have that. I get it. I don't even hate you. I still love you. But I'm all the way over here on across the street to love you. Do you understand? And you but, keep it moving. We have to acknowledge that that's often something that's wrong in us or off in us that was accepting that behavior from the that's beginning. The point. From the beginning. From the but beginning. Forgiveness, forgiveness takes you out of that situation to say, mm-hmm. Wow, you don't have the tools to really handle this. And this is, you only giving me what you know. And I get mm-hmm. that. Doesn't mean I have to stay here. Doesn't mean I have to take it. It right. just understands for me, I understand that you don't have the tools to handle this. Completely yeah. understandable because it's been plenty of times I didn't have the tools to handle some shit. Mm-hmm. But, it, but I, I want to make it perfectly clear that I'm not that I'm not, um, it was, the, the uh, I forgot I was playing with that, um, with the thing on here. Because I was looking at it. Now, I'm, you shouldn't have put my attention on it. Uh, but it was, um, a, a lot of times forgiveness is for ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And even though that person has put us in a space where I needed to forgive myself, who made the decision for that person to be in my life? I did so I'm attracted to whatever that thing is that I've been going through that I needed to then expel from my life. So we can't keep blaming the other person. Exactly. We can't keep blaming because I keep choosing that person. Okay. Because that's your karma lesson. I that's keep your karma that relation. That's your karmic relationship. Right. And I'm being geared towards that person. Something yes. attracted me to that type of relationship. Whether you keep ending up with the cheaters or people who can't be faithful or people who married or people, you're like, I keep, everybody I meet is married. 
<laughs> but 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 every but look at the equation in that. You're if everybody you meet is married, the common denominator is you. The common that's where accountability comes from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn, I need to change my frequency so I don't keep attracting married couples. It's, it's frequency, but you got to do things different. We keep the going. The kicked in, y'all. If you go on, passing the tequila, just you know. Right, if you if you go on, <laughs> if you go on fifty dates, and twenty-seven <laughs> of them were married. You got to start doing something different, the baby, because you're doing That's- the same thing. And expecting different results. I was told that was called crazy. Crazy. Ticky, ticky, boom, boom. I'm not playing with her. But that's, we got to start doing things differently. And and Wendy Williams was just the test study in this. She was the the case study. I'm saying for us on a daily basis, people can hear in us our hurt, our pain. And you wonder why people stay away from you. They can hear it. They, they can, can hear it. It's a vibe. It's, it's a in your body language. Yeah. It's in your response. It's in your attitude. It's in your yeah. response. Even if you walk around pink on the inside. Yes. It's in your, it's something in you. We can't tell you pink because yeah. you, because she, I wouldn't even thought she was a pink bunny rabbit. The way she comes off naturally on, on air. You can tell that it's her in, in the in her desires when she speaks yeah. about things that she likes or she's attracted to. You can you can hear that pinkness fighting yeah. again, be seen. Yeah. it's in there. It just she just it's, it's a hard because see the trust issues then come to, into play. So I can't trust right. you to see that side of me now that she's gone through this divorce where she thought she was going to be married forever. Now it's gonna be trust issues. So everybody she meets is gonna get they gonna get that. I don't know who it was. I think it was um she was remarking on some I think it was on uh somebody's marriage. I think it was um uh what's his name? Ordinary people guy. She was commenting on his marriage, and somebody else commented on her comment, and it was all about. Miss, you have no room to speak on how somebody should be married and what they should be dealing with. But this conversation was all about this minding a business that pays you. And I know often in this situation, I'm doing the same thing that she did. I'm inserting myself in her story, you know, as common as, as content for my show. And I, for me, I just, I'm always looking for the lesson in things. How can, how does this situation affect me? Or how can I learn or grow from this? And for me, it is all about just really, it's, it's, it's how you say things. It's really how you, she could have made that same commentary or same response and done it totally different. Mm-hmm. She never not once said, if it was me, she just went right into, nope, I've been there. I had one of those husbands before. How do you know that husband is like your husband? You don't even know these people. So everybody, every man you meet is possibly Kevin. No, no. Because now I understand how you're looking at every man that you're approaching that. Yeah. You're never going to give him a chance. He's going to have to reach a bar 
so high and you're telling them where the bar is. So you now you will have men coming into your life reaching that bar who don't deserve to be there because you've given them the clues to get to your heart. Babe, go ahead. Tell them. Tell my story. I'm just, I, I'm just I'm not, my love story. I'm just going to sit there and tell my love, my love history. That's what you're going to do? You gonna put me out there? Tell people that, and I and I've done that on dates. I've told them, I've said to people, "This is what I want." Yeah. And and they told you, "What? What? You know, somebody? What makes you laugh?" I don't know. Make me laugh. If I tell you what makes me laugh, you will always do that thing. That makes. Oh my god! Okay, so that's what one of my coaches was like. You know how someone tells you, "Well, what are you looking for in a man?" Mm -hmm. Tell them. A certain chemistry or vibe. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. Because when you don't tell them, them they, they know they're going to become. And I was that one and like, yeah, I like this. I like this. No, mm -hmm. I just want. And, and you real. And to be honest with you, to a certain extent, that's even wrong because if they do something that you never had before and you liked it, right? That's your new like, right? Right. So it's well, like let them be themselves. Be yourself. Let them be themselves from that point on. Instead and of observe. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're telling who they were. Yeah. My mate told me at one point, I don't have a mate, but when I did have a mate, my mate told me and showed me so many signs in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how red does these flags got to be yeah. later on? How red did them flags have to be, sis? You saw that shit. You questioned it yourself. Mm. And so when I questioned it, I addressed yeah. it. When I addressed it, he corrected them up mm -hmm. until a certain extent. Right. Because I addressed it. So he knew, oh, that's probably not the right thing to do or say. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. accountability goes back to accountability. And minding a business that pays you is was the topic for today. I want to thank you, uh, Mecca, for coming on. And Okay, have a good night. First of all, you're not going to tell me how to say goodbye. Uh, First of all, don't be a whole Scorpio up in the, on here. Don't you. be a whole Scorpio. Coming from a Scorpio, don't be a whole Scorpio up here. Well, tell me how to treat you. No, no, it don't work. Like don't, that. don't have your control issues with us, Monty. Ooh, one day we're going to put Monty on the hot seat. I That's swear to God, because I, Monty, Monty, mm -hmm. as a true Scorpio that he is, he's going to have everybody dish their cards and put his to himself. We're going to ask some questions about Monty. And I want you on camera so we can see that you're lying. Hello. So this has been another edition of the <laughs> radio show with Mecca. Thank you, Mecca, for coming through. Um... Uh, I guess Issa's going to have to come on another show. Uh, yeah, what sorry. happened? She ain't sitting in the chair. I, I want to meet her. Issa's a boy. He's I didn't know that. I'm sorry, Issa. You That's might, the first time I, I heard. I don't know if he's single now, but that might you. I don't know. Issa might be. I don't know them. Issa, we call him Barack Obama. He was a Barack Obama. He's a piece. He's a piece. He's a piece. 
All right, I'm gonna go ahead and go. Right, we 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 just gonna shut this down. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next Friday. Remember, July is the month of my Coppinite CSU family. So every week you're gonna see a different Coppin player, Coppinite CSU member, Eagle. Uh, this is about Eagle Pride this month, and we're gonna be having some conversation to see where they at. Um, Mecca was an honorary cop tonight today. Uh, <laughs> kind of bended that truth on the first day, but from now on, we're going to have a cop tonight to come represent for the next couple of weeks. So have a great day. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe on our YouTube page, Be Exposed Radio, the Artist Exchange, on all the p- different platforms. If you need us to help you, if you want to let us help you promote and market your brand, your business, your services, your food, all those things, hit us Definitely up. Cool. Don't forget to check out, cool. check out our new uh, series, including Mecca's response to Wendy Williams and Tabitha Brown uh, on BigSposeRadio.com. Like them, share them, and donate. Artist Exchange. Okay.